point. If we want to build the future, we're gonna need something. Like a high-speed internet connection that can turn my ideas into reality. Like the skills to become the world's most powerful coder. The resources to make more films with people who look like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like the tools to start my sustainable shoe business. Way more space to collaborate. Yeah, that's better. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to open doors for the next generation so they can build a future of unlimited possibilities. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Diversity Dude podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Designed for more than just therapists, if you're a helping professional in any way, diversity in clinical practice can help you meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve. And it's available in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience. And whether it be through one of my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author and speaker, know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today, I want to share with you a few encouraging words about how to leave a culturally unsupportive work environment. So in a recent podcast, I explore various factors to consider in your efforts to determine when it might be a good time to leave a culturally unsafe work environment. If you're even considering whether you might be in need of a change of professional scenery, then I recommend you go back and listen to that brief message at the conclusion of this podcast. In the meantime, while the that podcast explored when it might be a good time to leave, for those of you who have already determined that it just might be time for you to leave, I want to share with you a few thoughts on how to do so effectively. And similarly to my previous disclaimer, my goal isn't to get you to leave, as only you can determine whether it is indeed time to go. However, if you determine that is it that it is in your best interest, then here are a few considerations to help you along the way. Consideration number one. Consider leaving with honor. What do I mean by this? Uh, very often, by the time people get to the point of leaving a culturally unsafe work environment, they have endured a lot of treatment that feels unfair, at the least. And even worse, they've experienced verbal or emotional uh, abuses, offenses along the way. As a result, they feel inclined to leave with well-earned reciprocation of that verbal aggression, telling their bosses and their coworkers everything that their past behaviors meant to them and what they wish would happen in return. And on one hand, the therapist in me can very much validate the legitimacy of those earned emotions, as well as the personal emotional benefit of expressing those emotions. After all, keeping those emotions bottled up can have a detrimental impact on the person being uh, being expressed. Uh, And if leaving is about removing oneself from an unsafe work environment and preserving one's well-being, then getting that out has its merits. However, 
On the other hand, the question is not whether or not to bottle it up, but rather how to express those feelings in a way that brings more good than harm to oneself. In cases like this, it may be best to find a trusted friend, a family member, or even a trained therapist who can not only help you feel listened to and truly heard, but can help you also focus your emotional release on your experiences and resulting feelings. After all, since the person you're talking to isn't the person who hurt you, you're less likely to be tempted to hurt them in return by your expression, but instead to stay focused on the emotional release you need in order to move forward healthily. Unfortunately, if past behaviors are any indication in your workplace, then it is likely that your former employer and the colleagues won't truly be listening in a way that will help you feel supported uh, or at least in a fulfilling way. Not only that, but despite the potential leg legitimacy of your emotional expression, your misunderstood emotional outbursts could be used against you as a way to justify past treatment of you and dismissal of any perspectives shared in past or in the future by you. In this sense, withholding or redirecting that emotional release away from them is less of a gift to them and is more of preserving your emotional energy, respectfully declining the opportunity to be emotionally vulnerable with those who have not shown themselves to know how to receive such an emotional gift uh, of vulnerability as in return. Consideration number two, leave with grace. Similar to this consideration of leaving with honor to yourself rather than your former culturally unsupportive employer, consider leaving with the gracious gift of grace. What do I mean by this? Well, when many people leave and receive a request from their employer uh, uh, for an exit interview, they either ignore the request arguing, why would I help you? I no longer owe you anything or aggressively turn down the request, arguing, if you didn't listen to me while I was here, then why would you listen to me on my way out? And to this, first, as a therapist, I very much understand the sentiment. And I agree that you don't owe your employer anything. You did the job. You got paid for that job, hopefully. Uh, and your obligation is not complete. Totally get it. However, at that point, anything else given by you would become a voluntary gift, except I'm not suggesting you give a gift to your former employer. I'm suggesting that you at least consider leaving a gift for the coworkers who remain, who may be experiencing similar things as you did that make you want to leave, as well as the new person who comes after you depart in your place. You see, it may be worth a moderate amount of departing energy to give a gracious gift of knowledge, letting your former employer know in the healthiest way that you can muster the difficult truth of why you're leaving. It is here where, if you feel you can do so with honor and protecting your emotional vulnerability in the process, that you can express something to the effect of, I'm leaving because despite the financial comp uh, compensation that I received for doing the job asked of me, too often I felt treated as less than what I was worth, sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. And no matter how many times I tried to be, I tried to ask to be treated diff uh, fairly, I felt unheard minimized, dismissed, and even told that my feeling unfairly treated was a sign that I wasn't a team player. So although I stayed as long as I could, uh, I've got to go. Uh, I've come to realize that more, more than I did before, more than I realized before, that it's worth it to me to find a place where I can work, a work environment where I can feel a sense of accomplishment as well as feel respected and valued in the same place. 
And to answer your question as to whether there's anything you can say that can make me change my mind, uh, the answer is unfortunately no. See, you, you had the chance to do that on multiple occasions and didn't take it. So that, that was your choice. I get it. Uh, however, what you can do is use this loss experience uh, as encouragement to listen to the variety of diverse experiences of those who are still here and those who come after me and make every effort to hear them and make them feel valued or else you might see the beginning of a string of departures, except then you'll know why. You see, a hard truth healthily expressed can have a great impact. What they do with it is up to them. It is no longer your concern, but you can reduce that sense of guilt for those left behind upon your leaving by leaving a gracious parting gift of knowledge. Hope for the best and move on. And that leads me to consideration number three. Leave with closure. Too often, people fed up with their culturally unsupportive previous employer leave as a result and then bring their past frustrations into their new employment situation. Unfortunately, not only is this unfair to their current employer to expect them to make up for the past hurts committed by their their former employer, uh, but it's also a recipe for personal disappointments and unwarranted regrets when you experience similar uncomfortable guarded feelings and difficulty trusting in your new environment. And then not realize that it's more influenced by unfinished emotional business with your previous employer than it is by anything actually done by your new current employer. It's similar to leaving a romantic relationship and holding your new partner accountable for the hurtful behavior of your ex. It's not only unfair to your new partner, but it hinders your ability to truly move forward, genuinely seeing your partner for who they are with their own unique set of strengths and growth areas and truly developing a new trusting relationship with them. As I conveyed in my previous podcast, I'm not suggesting that you leave your employer. There's a time to stay and there's a time to leave. It's up to you to determine when that time is. But if it is time for you to leave, then consider leaving with honor. Consider leaving with grace. Consider leaving with closure for your sake. My hope for you is this that no, whether you choose to stay or leave uh, or, or whether you're in a position to support someone else deciding whether to stay or to leave, that you would be able to help create emotionally safe experiences where you can depart in a way that not only you won't regret later, but you can feel good about as well because you said what needed to be said in a way that was true to you and potentially even helpful for others and providing the closure you need to start fresh moving forward emotionally unhindered, and ready to create new mutually beneficial professional relationships that can last and you can feel good about moving forward. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address in an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.lambertsfisher.com. And if you know anybody else who can benefit from a positive and encouraging perspective on this often difficult topic of diversity, feel free to send them a link to this podcast so they can be encouraged as well. Or you can also consider sharing with them my award-winning book, Diversity and Clinical Practice, available in paper and audiobook formats on Amazon.com. And I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in, and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows 
on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.